You are tuned in to Kids in the Pit. Hey guys, it's Gabe and Lucy from the Kids in the Pit podcast. Today we're joined by Lynn from the band Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Hi, and my dog. (laughs) Hi guys, how's it going? Good. Good, good. Thank you so much for having me on this, by the way. Um, Gabe, it's really nice to meet you. I hope I get to actually meet you face to face. I think you guys may have come to one of our shows, but I just didn't get a chance to meet you in person. We saw your uh, part of your set at Fest. That was cool. Oh, cool. Awesome. And of course, Lucy, uh, my darling, I haven't seen you in, uh, what, six years? Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I absolutely love and adore you. So (laughs) it's always (laughs) great to see your face. Yep. So, what, <laughs> you bad, what are you doing, bad cop, bad cop? I sing and I play bass, slap at the bass, you know, <laughs> like Paul Rudd, slap at the bass. <laughs> yep. And yeah, that's what I do. And fellow dog lover. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I have a dog too, but yeah, uh, well, I have two dogs, but uh, oh. I mean, they're both too big, so. <laughs> Yep. yep. Very grateful that this one's only six and a half pounds. Both of my cats are actually bigger than this one. So that wow. there's that. <laughs> so um, she's when known did as bad cop, bad cop start. Uh bad cop, bad cop. So I'm not actually the original bass player. Um so I joined in 2012. 2011 or 12. I actually don't remember, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure, I'm confident that Bad Cop started in 2011, and I came on board in 2012. Nice. So it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So where is Bad Cop, Bad Cop from, and do you all still live there? Well, we're all from different parts of, the, you know, the country, pretty much. I mean, I, I'm from, uh, I grew up in upstate New York, um, in Rochester, um, that, which is, you know, pretty near, you know, between Buffalo and Syracuse. And, um, and I lived in Philadelphia for almost 10 years. And now I currently live in Long Beach. Um, Stacy's from the Bay area, like around, you know, near San Francisco, a place called Half Moon Bay. Um, she also currently lives in, um, Long Beach as well. Myra is from San Pedro, California, grew up there, still lives there. That's where we practice. (laughs) And um, and uh, Jenny, who was formerly in the in, in Bad Cop, she's originally from Michigan, um, and um, she now lives in Southern California. And Alex, who has been filling in for Jenny for uh, recently, um, she's originally also uh, she's from Illinois, and now lives in the Valley. So yeah, we all pretty much live in Southern California. So. <laughs> nice. Um. For those, for those who are not similar with from with Bad Cop, Bad Cop, what song should they look up? And do you have a favorite song from Bad Cop, Bad Cop? Well, I've got a few. Um, I think uh, the most well known one uh, or the most common song is Woman Anarchist. 
Um, it looks like woman Christ when you look at it, <laughs> if you're not reading it right. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Woman Anarchist is definitely a top-notch favorite. Um, Simple Girl off of our new album is also a favorite as well. So, um, and, and Nightmare, uh, you know, we've got some good jams out there. But I think if you, were, if you hadn't heard of us before um, and want to check us out, those would probably be the top two that I would probably recommend. Yep. So what was the first punk show you attended and how old were you? <laughs> first punk show I attended, I was in my 20s. <laughs> I actually didn't really discover punk rock music um, until after I moved to Philadelphia. So that was uh, pretty wild. Um, but the first show, oh my God, I, I feel like it was a Dropkick Murphy show at I feel like it was a Dropkick Murphy show at the Electric Factory in Philadelphia. Oh, I see a puppy. Look at that. Eddie, look oh. it. It's a friend. It's a friend. <laughs> also, um, another thing is that it's kind of stormy outside my house, so just ignore the thunder. So, yeah. Okay. Well, be safe out there. I know it's like hurricane season, is it? Yeah. Summer and... You okay? You okay? Um, so... What are some of your favorite bands to listen to? To, sorry, what are some okay. of your to listen to, recorded, and some of your favorite bands to see live? Um, one, if you don't know me already, um, you you'll come to find out that I love Hot Water Music. <laughs> I love their album. I love uh, they have influenced the way. I write, I, the way I sing, um, everything. Um, so, and watching live is a whole, they're one of the very few bands that I'll actually cry <laughs> when I see them. <laughs> um, so Hot Water Music being one of them. Uh, Against Me is also up there on that list too. Um, uh, Comeback Kid, I love Comeback Kid. Those guys are so, like, oh, that insane. Absolutely insane. Those are just to name a few. Of course, there's so many more that I can just list off and talk about for ages, but I'm going to stick with those for right now. Yeah. Um, I love Comeback Kid, and Hot Water Music is actually my favorite band. Um, hey! Uh, video video high five. Woo! No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, high five. Okay. High five. <laughs> um, wait, so you sung with them at uh, Fest, right? I did. I did not expect that to happen. Um, it was... It was so rad um and it always been like a bucket list item of mine to do it and I had done, I got to sing with you know hot water music when we played a few shows with them back in July and um which was magical I was like oh my god I can't believe this is happening and then when we played with them at fest you know they're playing drag my body and Chuck like looks over and he's like come on up here and I'm like what what do you mean and his and his his mother, his gorgeous mother, is like, honey, I think my son wants to sing with you. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'm gonna go up there now. Yeah. But yeah, what a dream come true that was. <laughs> um, Chuck might do my podcast sometime soon. So if he does oh, that, then I'll be fine. I can't hear you guys. Oh, hello. What's going on? Hi. My mic's on. Lucy, do you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can we can hear you. Okay, but I can't okay. hear you guys. Here, let me try to take off my earbuds real quick. Okay. We can edit this out. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Sorry, I'm like, down at the phone to see what question is next. I know it's harder. You gotta you gotta find a better better way to do questions. Drums. <laughs> Air drums. Air drums, yes. Dog drum. Dog, dog drums. drums. Doggy drummer. Yeah, I cannot pick up my dog like that because he's like <laughs> big. My dog is too wide. He's actually yeah. he got the nickname potato now. He's too <laughs> My dog is too fat. I love him. Aw, big little uh, chomp. So you yeah, can hear us chomp. now then? Because yeah, I can hear you better now. Okay. Right, what were we going to say about Chuck? Go ahead. Um, yeah, Chuck is, um, Chuck might do my podcast sometime because he's. That's awesome. Oh my God. What a great person to have on your podcast. What He is just an absolute gem of a human. Like, he's so nice. my God, just such a sweet man. <laughs> I saw them in Baltimore at the Auto Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, yeah, I think that was my first hot water show. Um, so good, they're so yeah, good. I can't remember if it was Underground Arts or, uh, or if it was that the Auto Bar, but um, yeah, at the um Auto Bar in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I got to head backstage and meet them, and like, they were all so nice. Uh, yeah, George uh gave me a drumstick nice nice very nice that's awesome yeah I think that I think that Jason Black is one of the most incredible bass players like when I whenever I hear their songs and I just hear like a sick little bass riff like bass riff I'm just like yeah that's unfair (laughs) like I don't know how to do that (laughs) and like bam bam like he like he does some crazy stuff yeah I know I think he's one of the most underrated bass players out there, but that's just me. <laughs> I have his uh, bassists against racist shirt. Oh, yay. Thank you so much for getting that. Yeah. <laughs> you're, so, you're so stoked to have him on there. Yep. Yeah, so that's your company, right? Uh, yeah, it's not really a company at all. It's just a campaign um, that I had started uh, back in October of 2020. Uh, mainly because I just wanted to see if there was a way to to contribute to these organizations that need help, um, you know, especially when it comes to spreading the message of anti-racism and being pro-LGBTQ, uh, pro-feminism, pro-refugee. Um, there's so many of these organizations that diligently work out there that need, you know, that need the funding. And I'm like, well, I don't personally have a lot of money to give out, but why don't we, you know, uh, give a shout out to basis out there and and raise you know get these shirts printed out and that's why they're only available for that month so it's like super you know exclusive and um and raise money for these organizations to the best of our ability as well so um yeah and i'm gonna keep going until i run out of bass players so and it's not just punk rock music either like it's all basis so mm-hmm. any basis out there of all genres you could even be you know you could even be playing, you know, as a as a basis for like, you know, Lizzo or something, you know, and be featured. I did no, it's all inclusive. Um, as long as you stand in solidarity for these right, you know, these causes and want to raise money for these causes, we'll be happy to put you on a shirt. <laughs> Chicken agrees. What's that? Chicken agrees. He says yes. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Chicken. Oh my gosh. Eddie says hi chicken right now too she's 
very confused as to what's going on, but she, I'm yeah. petting her so she doesn't mind. <laughs> um, my dog, Roxy, so that was my, that's not the dog you just saw, that's my other dog. Um, she used to, eat, so we have chickens, and she, like, a few years ago used to try to eat chickens. Oh my god. <laughs> we got, like, one or two. To protect this. Protect, protect chicken at all costs, Lucy. Yep. Oh, <laughs> my dog near that chicken. <laughs> Even like Clark near it, but not Roxy. <laughs> so, yep. So, what is your favorite place you've toured in? Ooh. Right now, I mean, that's so hard to answer because there's been so many awesome places that we've gone to, like playing in, you know, Australia was really cool. But I think my favorite, I think my favorite city so far has been um well I mean the favorite place I I played at was at in in Slovenia for punk rock holiday which is oh. I think the best the best and no offense to any other festivals that are in Europe please don't think that I'm like poo-poo on all the other ones but this one it just like it was so beautiful there because it's on this beautiful lake and um and it was really cool because the uh, the main stage has like this platform like right in front of it. So that way people can come up and stage dive if they wanted to without interfering with the band if the band didn't want them up on the stage. So it was kind of like the best of both worlds, which, by the way, I think most festivals should do, <laughs> you know, because they should put they should put a platform. People want to stage dive. That's awesome. It gets them more amped up and engaged and stuff like that. Um, but you know, if bands don't necessarily want them on the stage with them, that protects the band, you know, the band members as well. So, um, but yeah, they, they had that and the crowd goes insane. I, Lucy, I, I'm pretty sure I caught footage of, um, of your dad and your uncle playing it and the crowd just cut, like they let everybody on stage. And I think your dad was like standing on an amp or something like that. <laughs> I was, I'm like in the very corner in that photo. Yeah. That was insane to watch. <laughs> really cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Like for me personally, I'm not really huge on to having um, too many people on the stage. I've gotten hit too many times in the face with, uh, you know, my microphone and I've already got a chipped tooth. I don't need to make it any worse. Um, but um, but I think it's just really cool to have an option for the crowd that's the platform in front of the stage. So that way, if they want to crowd surf and do cartwheels and whatever the hell they want to do, it's there for them. But without, you know, it interfering, interfering with band members. And so, yeah, like I think that Punk Rock Holiday, if you ever get a chance, Gabe, if you ever get a chance to go. is awesome, especially it's so awesome. Yeah. Like, because when I was at that festival or club show, I don't really remember. Festival, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, my dad brought me on top of one of the amps, and then I was just kind of standing up there. Then I got <laughs> scared. I jumped down and chilled by the sound of the board. Yeah. Then went on stage and then went back. So it was really oh, cool. Nice. Did you get to swim in the lake? No. Uh, Yeah, I did, actually. Okay. Yeah, that lake is awesome. The lake is like... Gabe, this lake is just beautiful. And it's like the water is like crystal blue. When we went, it was ice. Like oh. it was cold. Oh. Yeah. I think it was summer though. I think I don't know. I guess it was just kind of cold when we went. No. Yeah. I I I mean I I'd still I would still put my body in that water. <laughs> I don't care how cold it is. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like put me in a body of water and I'm I'm relaxed. So yeah. 
Punk, we go to Punk Rock Bowling. Not Punk Rock Bowling. Well, I do want to go there. Punk Rock Holiday. Punk Rock Holiday. Punk Rock Holiday. So bad. <laughs> You've got a lot of time on your hands, Gabe. I'm sure you'll get there at some point. If you're not going there as a patron, I'm sure you'll probably get there to play. Yeah, um, hopefully. You know, I see, I see your videos playing music. You just keep it going. Eventually, the momentum's going to keep going, you know, keep you driving. Yep. Well, um, do you have any crazy tour stories you want to share? Um, let me see. There was, oh, uh, trying to think like crazy wise. Oh, yeah. When we almost got stranded in Europe during the right before the pandemic. <laughs> oh, my God. God. We were on tour in March of 2020 and like in Europe with Make War and like things are going good. It was like right when like COVID was like kind of being introduced into the world, but it wasn't really taken seriously. Yeah. And then we kept seeing like our shows get canceled. Yeah. And so it was like a little bit scary. And so we were driving from, I think it was from Switzerland to Paris. It was only to Paris because that was our last show. Um, and we get... The, the call from our booking agent saying so uh you guys need to get home because <laughs> we don't know if you can um and like after I was I had spent like the entire time like you know before uh our set trying to book flights and I couldn't book flights and I'm kind of freaking out about this a little bit so I finally just played and like just I was like let's just get to the airport see what we can do the airport was closed and so we're like, okay, let's get a hotel. So we get to the hotel and I'm like on, on my laptop, like trying to book flights. We finally got flights booked back, which was, which is uh, fortunate. And, and then, you know, flying back, we didn't know if we were going to be like quarantined or something because, you know, nobody knew what the heck was going on. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was, I mean, I guess in hindsight, like could have been worse places to be uh, stranded if you got stranded. I mean, I would not be bummed being stranded in Paris, <laughs> but I was, um, I was there with my dad for a few days. Hmm. Anyway, continue. Oh yeah, no, Paris is a beautiful city. Um, yeah. but I, I mean, I just wanted to be home. You know, uh, we all wanted to be home and wanted to make sure that we didn't have to, you know, put ourselves in quarantine for you know fourteen days or something like that, you know? So, um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was a pretty wild, wild time. Cause again, it, like things were great at the beginning of the tour. We were, I think our tour was like supposed to be four weeks and it was only two weeks in. And, um, and then like, you know, our shows were getting canceled and then we're like, okay, do we, can we even get home? <laughs> so that, yeah, that was probably, that was one of the most wild experiences. That's for sure. What, yeah. Cause on like um, the, five-week tour we did this summer mm -hmm. um the first bus we got was it had broken air it was extremely small and it was dark mm -hmm. like a mm -hmm. dark deep purple in the direct sunlight and no and the entire interior was all black it was so hot it felt like you were in an oven for like the first two weeks of the tour oh no times is that we had like a long drive and we were supposed to get there in like two hours it took eight hours because of traffic I was boiling those leather there was only leather seats and everybody was starting to lose their mind and one of the bus drivers was like dead asleep and the other one was so tired and so he turned away he looked back and there was a truck dead stop traffic he jammed on the brakes and 
Like the bus almost didn't stop. We we're like this close from hitting it. Is luckily we got yeah. the other bus, and it was like the big red double decker bus. It was fun. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, like touring, you know. There's a lot of perception that like touring is about like being a rock star and, you know, getting to do all these one. I mean, don't get me wrong, like being able to give, be given the opportunity to travel and play shows and doing what you love is a gift. It is something that I do not take lightly, but it also doesn't come without a lot of extremely hard work, <laughs> extremely hard work and being able to adapt to situations that are not comfortable a lot of times like yeah. you know Lucy I know that you've experienced it firsthand with being you know yeah. on the road with your dad um you I'm know there's ah. yeah and like you know being on you know taking like nine plus hour drives or yeah. just only having like three hours of sleep like it, it can be pretty it it's a tough job it's not easy like unless yeah. you're but it's so worth it if you love to do it. And I absolutely love to do this. Like I love performing. I love being able to play music to an audience that is receptive to that and like will support it. And, um, and I also, you know, at the same time, you know, like to make an impact, like I'd like to maybe be, you know, an inspiration for, you know, a, a little girl that looks like me that maybe didn't know that they could do this. So, or, you know, you know kids in general, like, to teach younger generation that like if you love what you do it's worth all the nitty-gritty all the hurdles that you have to overcome to accomplish these goals and it can get really tough and I but in the uh, you know on the other side of things and I like to I say this sometimes it's um nothing that's ever worth it is ever easy yeah so yeah. um with that in mind like it 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 comes at you know a lot of it comes with a lot of challenges of course you know um but it if you get the same type of feeling in the end after playing like after playing a show it could be anywhere between like I could play like a half hour or an hour it's the same exact feeling after every show and it's just yeah. happy <laughs> you know yeah really cool place and uh I think it was like some really really small town with like the population of like a hundred I don't remember the name because it was like something I can't really remember but mm -hmm. it was so beautiful there was really nothing to do but it was so beautiful it's kind of just like the place where if you want to get away you can yeah. get away because it was like it was turning nighttime and we just discovered that you could climb up the mountains and we climbed up like a a very short thing and it went like from this to this so we're just like yeah we're going back and <laughs> but on the way back down we saw this nice beautiful little house on the top of a mountain and I was like that is where I want to live yeah and it was like it was surrounded by um like a forest which it was basically like a cabin and it reminded me so much of where I want to be and live in the future you know really awesome. that's awesome yeah I mean I mean I'm hoping someday that I'll have a cabin to escape to <laughs> I don't know if I can necessarily live out there like full-time because I like I like a balance of both I you know I live being in Long Beach I live like in a sit like in the city part so I'm one that likes to walk everywhere 
So I love that. I love having the accessibility of things to do that, like, you know, a few blocks away or like a $5 Uber ride or whatever. But there are moments where, you know, going to a cabin in the middle of the woods or going camping um, and like just being able to just like sit around a campfire or just ha just hanging out and then, you know, just enjoying your surroundings and seeing like, just I know it sounds corny, but like seeing the stars, like looking up and looking at the stars, there's something very, very peaceful about that. Or just watching the sunset or, or if you really wanted to watching the sunrise, you know, so that whatever keeps you at peace, I think it, it's like, then you really like, I don't know, you're really living your life to, uh, to the fullest of your own desires. Yeah. Um, I kind of, like, I kind of uh, find it funny that part of the time Lucy's like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> like, Get close. <laughs> I find it, like, she's just like, Get close. Hello. It's funny. Hello. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. this chair is a little too small for me, and I can't really, so I kind of just move around a lot. I understand that. Most most seats for me, fun fact, um, most seats are too tall for me because my legs are very short, and so my feet dangle all the time. So that's my issue. I'm always like having to move around because my feet are just dangling like a five-year-old. <laughs> so what is your favorite type of food from another country? Ooh, good question. Um, I think my favorite, hmm, let me see. I think my favorite food from a different country. Okay. Oh, there's so many to choose from. And it's like, whoopsie, I dropped my question sheet. That's okay. Um, I think my favorite so far has been, um, there's this restaurant in Italy, uh, in, in Lecco, which is like adjacent, it's next to uh, Lake Como, which Fun fact, George Clooney lives there, um, <laughs> uh, but a beautiful lake that you could also swim in. Um, but um, we had befriended these guys that are huge punk rock bands that own a restaurant called Grano Zero, which if you ever go, go to that restaurant because it's delicious. Um, but they they made us like a seven course meal and like seafood that was like fresh out of, you know, freshly caught that day um and it was just like authentic Italian food um and it was really cool because like their restaurant is beautiful like it's very it's this rustic looking Italian restaurant with like brick and stone and you know and they but they had like all this cool punk rock memorabilia in there too so it was kind of like the best of both worlds um you know you had the cult you know your kind of gritty punk rock culture in there with like some you know posters and guitars and stuff like from like Lagwagon and no effects and blah 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 um but then it was just like the super authentic Italian restaurant and you got like you the food was incredible I haven't eaten that well in a very long time <laughs> yeah go there <laughs> if you ever go to Lake Como or Lecco go to Grano Zero and Stefano and Alessandro will take really good care of you <laughs> All right, so um, what is your favorite TV show or movie from when you were our age? Oh, when I was your age? Oh, that's a good question. I was about to answer like, what's my favorite TV show right now? <laughs> uh, which is Ted Lasso. Um, let's see, when I was your age, how old are, how old are you guys again? 
We're both 11. Yeah. 11. Ooh. Okay. Let me see if I could, I could barely think like two months ago. Um, 11. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think my favorite, my favorite movie at the time, and it was shortly before that. It, I was a little bit younger when I got introduced to it, but, um, but my favorite movie at that time, because I was just kind of obsessed with watching it, was um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh. Yeah. And that, like, triggered me, my love for British comedy. So then I got into watching, like, the show Absolutely Fabulous and um, and The Vicar. Well, no, The Vicar really did come up. But, like, uh, uh, Faulty Towers. Like, a bunch of, like, different British comedy shows. So, uh, but... Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I think that was that was definitely in the top tier of favorite movies at that age, and still to this day. <laughs> nice. So, what would be the coolest animal to scale up to? Uh, what would be the coolest animal to scale up to a size of a horse, and why? What would be? I'm sorry. What was the question? What would be the coolest animal to what? To, uh, to scale up to the size of a horse. Oh, um, I think. My dog. <laughs> I think if she were as big as a horse, she would look like she would look like you know she would look like Sirius Black when he um when he morphs into the little doggy, or <laughs> or uh what was his what was that professor in Harry Potter, uh Professor Lupin because he was a werewolf and oh, she yeah. looks like she looks like a werewolf. Big big <laughs> yeah. dog, but it's like a horse now. Yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> think animal-wise, I think it would be my doggy. I think that would be the coolest animal to scale up to the size of horse. Is that right, Eddie? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the roaches down in Florida are, like, probably, like, this big or even yeah. bigger. Yep, They're that's like, a hard one. It, we actually, at my dad's gym, there was um this roach and we named him Roachy and he he was kind of deformed because uh, oh. out of all the um bug spray we shot over the floor a few days before and he was really cute and I don't know where he oh. is he probably escaped oh we had a well, pet roach hopefully, hopefully you'll cross paths with Roachy again would you want yeah. to be a horse um so I'd, I'd probably scale him up to be the size of um a horse. Wow. Just like a giant roach chasing roach. people. That'd be really funny. That's like something out of uh, Men in uh, Black. <laughs> yeah. And um, when this was like way before COVID. This was when I was like in second grade when my dad went to the gym at like three in the morning. There was this one person who wore this extremely oversized. We don't know who they were. We didn't know if they were a boy or girl. All we know is that they were kind of short, but they were fast. And they wore this like giant oversized orange hoodie with their long red hair covering their face and whenever they would see our car they chase after it and then they just stop and then one morning they landed on our lawn and my dad was getting up to go to the gym just standing there like on our neighbor's lawn it was like this we were here this was him or her yeah. it was very <laughs> weird but that's definitely hopefully that person's okay but that's that a, a little bit like on the creepy demon? side. They kind of just kind of stood there. It was kind of funny. We had a video of it, but they chased you like, um, like a zombie or something. They kind of just ran like this. 
they possessed or something? Bath salt. I don't know. I'm kidding. <laughs> Bath salt. That was funny. We came like an inside joke and they got like the nickname the Absquatulator because Absquatulate means like. Wow. That would terrify me. If somebody like showed up on my front lawn like that, I don't know how I would react, honestly. I'll be like, mm, okay. <laughs> like grab a, you know, like a yardstick and start poking them. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Can you please keep it at this distance though? Oh, he's gone. I'm grabbing a sword and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk towards him with it. And if he doesn't get back, he's getting stabbed. Oh, that's if not the right could... kind of mindset, Gabe. If you could tell, if you, if you use if you use a yardstick, at least you give him the benefit of the doubt, and then if he proceeds forward, then you just whack him with the stick. But with a sword, you can't take that kind of harm back. What about yardstick and sword? So I push him with the yardstick, and if he comes towards me, at least you give him the benefit of the doubt. And if he he gets really aggressive, then the sword is then used as self defense. Yes, I don't mean it as I am a <laughs> psycho murderer. <laughs> oh, I know you're I not. Mean, if they're going to try to kill me, I want to defend myself to the sword. So if you could tell your 11-year-old self anything, what would you tell her? Keep trying. Keep trying. Just keep trying. That's all. Like, it gets hard, but... Just keep trying. Because <laughs> that's all we can do, right? Like, it's about, you know, the choices we make. And uh, those choices give us chances. And so, yeah. And that chance is trying for me. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, anything to add for it before we, before we wrap it up? Um, I think that... Because you guys were playing some music together for a while, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Still doing that? We formed yeah. a we formed a band. It's called Chemical Candies. Yeah. We don't have any songs awesome. yet. We don't have the songs. He made a song, but he hasn't recorded it, and I'm working on a song. So That's yeah. awesome. Um, Keep it going. I cannot wait to hear it. So that's what I have to say. Yeah. We have like, members all over. So I'm playing bass, and I live in yeah, Delaware. Yeah, he's, he's in Delaware. I'm in Florida. We have somebody in Boston. Oh somebody farther we don't yeah. have yeah, we wait we're in Del we're, we're in delaware are you at game um, we also have um somebody then too i think we're in get we're in delaware are you at game middletown oh okay i used to you know it's funny i used to go to um rehoboth beach all the time oh nice yeah i go to Philly. yeah nice yeah it's a great beach city um so yeah, for some reason, I thought you were in Baltimore. So, uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I think that um, the the last thing I have to say is I can't wait to see you guys create something. Yep. I'm very excited about that. And, uh, you know, it's I think it's admirable of you guys to, you know, to put yourselves out there doing this podcast um, and, uh, you know, writing music together and yeah, having members from all over. You know, if you haven't checked out the band Meet Me at the Altar, that's how they started. Uh nice oh um like and they're fantastic like you know and they all lived in different parts of the country too and then it's just a three-piece you know but they all got together and now they're you know opening up for paramore and stuff like that so pretty incredible yeah and i think you guys have the capability of doing the same thing yep hopefully yeah i believe in it mm -hmm. please 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Try. Keep trying. So. <laughs> Alrighty. Wow. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate oh, it. Thanks, Gwen, for joining us today. And thank you so much for having us. Co-hosting. Yes, thank you so much for having me, guys, and having Eddie. I'll see you next time, hopefully at a show. Yep. <laughs> Just say bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Well, thank